Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. What is up, everybody? What is up? Welcome to Brother from Another. On a Thursday, we have the one and only Dr. Jason Johnson with us. And I, I know I, I, got some, I got some issues with your feed. I'm not going to get to that right now. We'll talk about that later. We, we will. We will have a conversation about some really offensive things, really offensive in, in your feed. But that first of all, me. hey, good to see you. That is me. Good to it's see you, brother. How you doing? <laughs> I want to know how you're doing. I feel like I I'm haven't al- talked to you in a long time. I'm a, I'm alive and black. I got I got my Black Panther shirt on here for Wakanda forever. You know, experiencing the, the the joy of this new spring season, March Madness, such that it is. I'm I'm in a wonderful state, Holly. I'm full of I'm full of hot fire today. I got I got hot takes. I, okay, I'm gonna set things on well, fire. It's funny. It lo- I love you saying the new spring season. You must be on the West Coast. I'm sitting here. I got like eight tissues around me. Uh, I-, I got some tea here. I got the sniffles. I'm on the East Coast. It's like 25 degrees. So what are you talking about spring? It's March, but it certainly is not spring. And spring is not on the horizon. But I'll tell you what is on the horizon for John Morant. If he doesn't watch himself, a lot of trouble. Man, like Jason, I- I'm-, I'm thinking about Morant, and I see these stories uh, Washington Post had a story about some unreported um, incidents that that you know brought the police uh, around Morant once to his home, where he's playing pickup basketball with a 17-year-old kid, and then he he throws Morant says he throws the first punch, but the kid was being too aggressive by tossing a basketball in his way, so allegedly allegedly. He swung on this kid 12 or 13 times. 12 or 13 times, punch him in the head. So the kid got a knot. So that's one of them. And another incident involved mom at the mall. You can't make this up. Mom at the mall. Mom's at the mall. And mom is getting some some kind of pushback from security. And mom's not feeling it. She's at the finish line. She ain't feeling the pushback she's getting. So, Doc... You know, what does she do? She calls up her son and allegedly, once again, John Morant rolls up. Not that. Let me go. Let me do a LeBron. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, nine. He got nine dudes with him. He got nine dudes. Nine dudes. They're rolling nine deep. They're nine deep at the finish line. Yep. John Morant, the star of the Memphis Grizzlies in defensive mom. So, I don't know. Look, I keep saying allegedly in all seriousness, you can't and you know this as as a journalism professor, you can't um, can't always believe everything you hear and read in a police report. Uh, It is one. It is one version. It is one version of what happened and there are other versions. We often in the media and the public just kind of accept that version without thinking about other possibilities. Okay, so that's my caveat. That's my disclaimer. But Doc, I, w- I want to get your take on this. If it is true, it will come out eventually. Like these, these things, like we keep saying allegedly, 
But if John Morant has an issue, eventually it's going to come out and it's going to be one of those things where we'll say, oh, okay, we saw the signs. We saw a little drab there, a little drip there. It ain't always, well, this is gossip, as his agent says, gossip and lies and conjecture. We'll find out soon enough if he's got an issue or not. It seems like he does. Yeah, Holly, this is the thing uh, to, 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 to quote the philosopher big pun and the beat nuts. You better watch your step, right? Like this is this is John's been in the league too long to still be engaging in this kind of behavior. This is the stuff we're hearing from high school. This is last summer. He had already become a star last year. This this instance at the finish line is recent behavior. So what it says to me is that this is just him. This is how he's still choosing to behave. And, and I look, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, we know that there's rumors and there's not always things that are clear and blah, blah, blah. They have to be clarified. But right. let me put you let me right. put it to you like this. Certain facts don't seem to be in dispute. It's not in dispute that his mother got into an argument <laughs> with somebody at the mall at the mall in Memphis. Who still goes to the mall call security? Didn't call the agent. You go into the mall. Didn't call the dad. Call her son. Call her son. Which which blows up the stereotype that growing up in a two-parent home is going to make you a more stable individual. Because when you got trifling parents, these are the kinds of things that happen. You are rich enough and famous enough in the city of Memphis. John got uh, enough money he could buy that mall. He could call it John Mall Rant, right? He could buy anything in that city. You but showing up nine deep, so that's what I see as the I, I, larger issue here. I just want to point out that he doesn't appear to, to have people around him, though. including his parents, who are giving him good guidance. As I said, I want to point out that you called her trifling. <laughs> All right. Now, hey, but you look, call your kid, I, right? Right, and, and and look, Doc, I, I would say this, uh, and we don't know what happened with John Morant. The story's going to come out. There's they're going to a bit of damage control. You've seen it many times. You've covered lots of stories. You know how this works and you cover politics. So you know what they do in politics. Mm -hmm. Okay, stall 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 stall. Let's get our plan in stall. Right. Hold them off. Hold them off so we can kind of craft a message and get that out. And so what they're doing right now is damage control. Head coach says, well, right. we'll talk with Ja. Uh, I support him. Uh, the agent says it's a lot of gossip. Well, is it got which part is gossip? Which part? Right. Is is the is it gossip that he punched him? Is it gossip that Ja told police? Like, what are, are you disputing the police report? Which is, as I said before, do you want to do that? Go ahead. Ja said he threw the first punch, but I, I just wonder that the larger point. We don't know if all this stuff is true. The larger point is. And, and it's not just the NBA. It's at, at a certain point in life. This is a, this is tough for us. It's a tough word for somebody to hear. Right. Everybody can't come with you. Everybody can't come with you on your path to success. Now, it, it's not like you're going to dismiss them and you're going to dehumanize them or shove them aside because now you're somebody that they didn't recognize. They didn't grow up with you grew up with these people. They didn't see you like they didn't see you like this, right. but now you got something different going on. It is it's not personal. 
but it's, it's wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. Certain people who represent certain things can't come along on the journey. Question is, is Java Rand one of those people? <laughs> I don't want to just throw around his entourage. Is he one of them? Is he one of the wolves? Is he the wolf? What do you think? I, I, see, that's the thing. Like, it's very clear to me that he's the catalyst for a lot of these situations. He punched a 17 year old at his house. You could have just told them to go home. Okay, like these things are not dispute. You showed up at a mall with eight other people because your mother called you. These things are not in dispute. That's where the problem comes from. And here's the thing. It's not a matter of who you can and cannot bring with you. I'm, I'm going to take you old school, Holly. All right, let's go. You remember let's the go, movie let's Trading Places? Of course. Classic. Yes. So there, there's the great scene where Reggie Hammond has access to the house, right? He gets the big mansion from the rich guys. He's there and he throws the big old party and everybody messes up the house. And then he it kind of dawns on him. He's like, wait a minute. I got money now. I can't let these people mess this up. I got a job. I got stocks and dividends. He needs to have a Reggie Hammond moment. And if Jaws Billy Ray seen that movie, his parents Billy have, Ray and they need Billy to use Ray that Valentine as a guidepost for his behavior from now on. Billy Ray, Billy Ray Valentine in Trading Places. Right, so Reggie that's Hammond, right. Not Reggie Hammond. Yeah, yeah. Now you think you think about Nick Nolte go in. Hey boys, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. Love it. But um, do you think this do you think uh, uh, I know this is tough, but I'll, I'll do it anyway, because I have questions beyond John. I've seen some things with the Memphis Grizzlies. I have questions about them, and this is part of the reason uh, you know, Jason Kidd had his old man rant the other day where he said young teams mm -hmm. have never won in the history of basketball. Young teams have never won a right. championship. And I think a team that the youngest team that came the closest, I mean, I guess like, like really wet behind the ears young, you know, Orlando with Shaq and Penny back in the day. And they were both right. like what? 22, 23, something like that. They got swept. They got swept in the NBA finals. But the part of the reason young teams don't win is they just can't figure out that they can't figure out how to manage all this stuff. Like the Memphis Grizzlies, I said this before to Natalie. I think it was right after this, right after the Shannon Sharp incident at a Lakers game. Yeah. They getting into it with Shannon Sharp. You getting into it with the TV talking head during a game. It, that's not it. Yeah. That's not that. That's not all. Then after the game, they're talking about Shannon Sharp. What's wrong with y'all? Like that, that, that. I just don't think they get it. Beyond John, his issues off the court, on the court, they kind of carry themselves as if they've done something. You haven't done anything. You haven't advanced. It's not like you've been to the conference finals. In loss, you had, you know, your big, your signature moment. You know what your signature moment was, Doc, for the for the Memphis Grizzlies. Signature moment was they beat the Warriors by 100 points, <laughs> damn near. Right. And and they played their song, 
you know, a little hustle and flow. We were all into it. Okay. Then you went to, and then you went to San Francisco and see you later. So you lost in six games in you the conference semifinals. <laughs> then Josh says earlier this year, hey, I, I ain't worried about nobody in the West. Uh, just Boston in the East. Dude, worry about the West. You haven't come out of the West. You haven't even gone to the final stage in the Western Conference. What are you talking about? I don't care what their record says. I don't care. I don't trust this team. This team's not ready. They're not ready here. We, you shouldn't. You should. You shouldn't. And Holly, what, what I say about Memphis, Memphis is the TikTok version of the Sacramento Kings in the late 90s. Okay, all this talent, all this mouth, all this mouth and talent, right? But but it's only good for about 90 seconds like a TikTok. Okay, because they can't they can't win a series. They haven't shown that they can win anything. And we have a history of teams like that. We more recently, you can say that about the Atlanta Hawks. How many times have the Atlanta Hawks looked like the hot team because of Trey Young or something else like that, but they can't sustain the success. And if Ja is your team leader, and he's got this kind of nonsense happening. If he's getting triggered by somebody giving him a hard check on the basketball court, then how do you think he's going to handle going through round after round after round when he's got to face Draymond's, right? When he's got to face, uh, hey, if they get to the finals, if he's got to face a Giannis, he's going to have to learn some self-control. And I don't know that there's anyone in that organization committed to teaching him that lesson. They'll fire the coach and trade three of his teammates before they haul job responsible for the way he's been behaving. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know, Doc. I don't know. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens here. I, I here, here's one question for you. What's this? What's the story with the pickup basketball game with the kid? Who's the kid? It, 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 you just roll by John Morant's house. Does he play? I mean, I guess it's endearing. It's endearing in a way um, where, you know, here's NBA star local star. Just playing with is he just playing with the people? Is this a, a, the kid of a so, friend of his? What is this? Yeah, so the story seems to be that the kid is like a local basketball phenom in Memphis, and and in his police statements, he said he considered John to be a bit of a mentor. So he was surprised by this kind of behavior. Now Morant's camp is saying this kid left on some you know uh, above the rim nonsense. You know, some, uh, um, you know, white men can't jump. They say he left the feed right. court and said, I'm gonna come back and shoot everybody. And so John yeah, only yeah. brought out his team in order to defend himself. But it sounds to me like he was just a local kid uh, who was a, a part of the entourage. I mean, you had to be invited to Ja's house. So he can't have been that much of a problem before he got there. Yeah, he said, uh, uh, allegedly, he said, I'm gonna light this place up like uh, fireworks when we come back. Ja alleged like a lot of a lot of alleged behavior, but we'll see. Allegedly, Ja came out, had a gun, gun in his waistband, just to let him know yeah, that things could go down. I don't know if look, I understand Memphis Grizzlies, PR, you gotta do what you do. You work for the team, you're protecting the star. Uh, you'll turn it into us against them. You'll turn it into lies and fake news and say all these things. Somebody's better. Somebody better get to him, even if he hadn't done anything. Even if he's done nothing right. wrong and this is all false, somebody better get to him and say, "See, if you are 
completely innocent of all the stuff. You didn't do any of it. You see what can happen. You see what a little drama can do for you and your reputation. You better watch it. Well, look, we better watch ourselves because in Women's History Month, uh, the show is about to go up to another level. We got the NFL chick coming up next. We got Rita here. Rita, Rita's gonna come hold it down. We'll talk all sorts of things. John Moran, even. Maybe she's got thoughts about John Moran. She's an NFL chick, but she's got thoughts on life. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, we've been texting back and forth here and there uh, over the last, ever since the season was over, so. I feel like Mars doing really well. Um, it's it's uh it's just what it is, part of the business. You know, it's what you expect when you have a great quarterback, when you make a great decision in the draft. You know, and I think we, I think Lamar has done a great job in terms of developing as a quarterback and winning football games and competing and doing all the things that he does. I feel like we've done a great job in terms of uh, bringing out the best in Lamar over the years, and uh, and it's just evident in the way he plays. You know, and so he's my quarterback. He's my guy. I love him, and. Uh, as a coach, I just I'm looking forward to seeing it get done, but it's not easy. You know, it's never easy. It's the business part of it. So, um, but I'm really hopeful and excited, fervently hopeful, and I uh, can't wait for it to get done. All right, it's John Harbaugh of the Ravens talking about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, is here, and Rita, I feel like we're always talking about Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. See, here, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You know, to, to quote Jim Trotter, who was quoting James Baldwin, uh, essentially, and, and I'm going to paraphrase, so I'm going to quote and paraphrase at the same time. Uh, I, I don't go by what you say, I go by what you do. So the Ravens say all these wonderful things about Lamar Jackson, and here we are, and uh, nothing's happening. So wh what's your read on this, Rita? I, something's not quite right here. I mean, you know, Eric DaCosta said that they have been talking. And so, I mean, that appears to be a good thing. And, you know, they're like you said, they are saying all the, the right things. I think that 
them not putting the franchise tag on Lamar as of yet maybe says that they're trying to get a deal done before they have to put the tag on, which comes up next week. But uh, ultimately, all of this is just talk. I mean, and Harbaugh is just the coach, right? Of course he wants Lamar back. Lamar does the most with what they have, which, you know, from a, a certain skill player perspective, it's not a ton. So you want Lamar back, right? And so, I mean, of course that he's saying the right things, but him and Eric DaCosta, uh, you know, that's the bigger issue, right? And so I hope that that's the truth. You know, he said that they've been talking and he's optimistic that there's going to be a deal done. Um, and again, the, the, maybe him delaying the franchise tag says that they're, you know, trending in the right direction. But until then, we're all just going to say, yeah, these are very nice things to say, beautiful gowns, but where's the actual, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, uh, Doc, I, I, I want to put this out here too to Rita, I was, to both of you. I want you to, I was thinking about this earlier today. Just, that's why I put that feed in there uh, item. I wonder if Lamar can have agency and an agent. And so when players represent, re- represent themselves, I am not the person who says, oh, you can't do that. That's too much for you. I don't believe that at all. Uh, I, I think the players have the intelligence, the wherewithal, the knowledge uh, to, to negotiate their own deals. I understand that and I support it, but I'm going to think a little bit bigger. Think about some of the best athletes in the world and some of the most, um, some of the wealthiest athletes in the world. I'm sure Lamar uh, would like to be on that level, not only win some championships, but make a lot of money. Think about Michael Jordan. I remember when Michael Jordan once said about David Falk, he said, y'all got it twisted. I don't work for David. David works for me. That was it. He had an agent. LeBron James has a team around him. He has agents, Tiger Woods. We're talking about billionaires. And so I wonder if Lamar can get the agency that he wants, but also to get some of this crap away from him, perhaps hire the right team. Maybe it's that he doesn't want an agent. Maybe he just has the wrong team marketing business team around him. To kind of get him to that, uh, to get him to that next level, so he can stop being involved with this. What do you think? What, what do you both think of this? Rita, you first, and I want to hear Doc. I've been. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been an advocate of him having some type of representation. Um, I can do my taxes. Um, I can change my tire. I can do all of those things. But am I good at it? Is it somebody else that has more experience than me that can do something that maybe I'm not? good at doing yes i i tried to do my taxes one time y'all and uh <laughs> it didn't work out too well by the way uh but that's just me right uh ultimately I, I even if he doesn't want to have like an agent i do think that he has to have someone with some experience and i know we like to sit here and say oh lebron james built up his team and those guys they built those guys we're going to completely ignore the fact that they had marketing and experience and they were working at an agency to gather that experience and those connections that to me is very disingenuous when people say stuff like that so I I definitely think that Lamar, he has, he's so polarizing, right? And after 2019, there was no excuse that Lamar shouldn't have been on every commercial. If I could see Baker Mayfield on a commercial at every single time that there was a commercial break for the NFL, then I should be able to see Lamar Jackson, who has more accolades at this point in his career, 
than Baker Mayfield. And I think that that a lot of that does have to do with the fact that he doesn't have representation. And again, I'm not suggesting that he has to get an agent, but I do think that you need to get somebody with some experience. Lamar should be maximizing his likeness. He should be maximizing him as a football player. And in this case, I think you need someone with experience to do that. Holly, I'm going to say this up front to anybody, anybody here, anybody watching. This used to happen to me more times than I appreciated back when I was a poor graduate student. I was in traffic court all the time. And no matter how right I was about when I parked my car and when I paid the meter or when I paid the ticket, I kept getting fined because at the end of the day, the system is rigged so that if you do not have a lawyer in traffic court, you're going to pay. Even if the lawyer doesn't do anything except show up five minutes before you're supposed to go up, talk to the judge. They talk about how they played golf last weekend and you get out without any points. That is the system. The NFL, you could talk about Lamar. You could talk about Bobby Wagner. The NFL is a system made up so that agents do the primary work. I don't think Lamar lacks commercial opportunities because he doesn't have an agent. I think that's in part because he is the kind of image of blackness that some commercial outlets aren't comfortable with. Ooh. Let's just be honest about oh, that. Wait a minute. Oh, has wait to do a minute. with the hair, has to do with the presentation. Let's be real about the world that we live in, right? Ooh. Because if Ooh. it was about accolades, then you would always have a lot of these black athletes getting a lot more commercial. You could go all the way back to Doug Williams. But at the end of the day, when it comes to hardcore money and negotiating, you have to have an agent. And unless there is a massive change in the economic structure of the NFL, they will always have players at a disadvantage under those circumstances. I want to, can I add to that though? You mentioned the point about traffic court and about the relationship between the attorneys and the judges. I think that that applies as well to agents and, and marketing companies. They have relationships too, very personal ones. And so a lot of these deals do come because of the personal relationships that these guys have with these companies. And so, so what that you know no, these guys, right? So what that it comes that way? If, if I'm going to get some money because you're friends with the marketing rep at Nike, or if you're friends with the marketing rep at said insurance company, then then that's what I'm going to do. It does a lot of times also come down to who you know and who's connected. And I think that people have to, unfortunately, that's just the way of the world. And you have to maximize those opportunities when you know someone or you're working with someone that can put you in positions that maybe you wouldn't have the opportunity to do like now. You know, I, I want to I want to talk to y'all about something else, too. It is uh... And I'm, I'm going to be personal here. I'm going to tell you all something about uh, my, my, one of my deepest uh, fears. I already told Michael Smith uh, earlier this week about my fear of knives. I just have a fear of knives. I don't even have to be around them. I watch somebody on TV, like these chefs on TV, cutting stuff up. And I just look at those. And all I can focus on, I can't hear what they're saying. All I can focus on is the knives and looking at their fingers. And, and I'm always nervous around knives. So I have a fear of rats. I mean, it's like it freaks me out rest. Okay. So and, and can I tell you can, can I tell you why now uh, growing up our landlord my grandmother. Okay, uh, didn't uh, cover an open sewer uh, like a drain pipe in our basement. It was uncovered. Rest in power lover lover. Okay, but she didn't cover that up. So one day. Okay, so one day I was like 11 years old went downstairs. And I saw something next to that drain pipe. We live with my grandfather. Uh, 
I saw something next to that drain pipe. I said, that ain't a mouse. That's a little big. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, Grandpa, Grandpa, uh, Grandpa, there's a, I think there's a rat in the basement. We said, you know, you, you mean there's a mouse? I said, no, uh, I think there's a rat down there. It wasn't dead. It's a true story. My grandfather killed it with his hands. He oh, no. Come he like, like Martin, he like the episode of Martin, that ain't no damn he puppy. He killed it. He killed it. But anyway, since that moment, 11 years old, anytime I hear a story about rats, I freak out. So Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars, y'all hear about this? The NFLPA put out its workplace conditions survey. The Jaguars had rats in their locker room for a month. Oh my God. And, and they made the playoffs. <laughs> And they made the playoffs. <laughs> hey, hey, somebody, somebody say, but God. <laughs> like, come on. Really? I, I mean, hey. I, 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 you how can you go to work like that? I don't want to even... ever hear another NFL owner poor mouthing when they can't even handle a rat problem in their it? damn locker room. I don't ever want to hear any month. other NFL God. coach. I don't want to hear any NFL owner say, we didn't have money for this, that, or the other. When you got Pizza Rat and Mickey and Fievel <laughs> running through the locker room of these guys who are making you billions of dollars. I'm not shocked that by was, that. I'm not that shocked by that report. But it just makes me all the more pro-player and anti-ownership. I mean, seriously. And then you hear the, 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 the story about the Cardinals charging their players to eat. And to use their facilities, I guess, in the offseason. That's crazy to me. You're a billionaire dollar franchise, and you can't allow the people that work for you, that make the money for you on the field, to eat for free. I, I think that that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, I, and if you're if you're a player that's potentially a free agent, I'm not even going to the. I'm not even thinking about the Cardinals or the Jags because I'm not playing with rats. And I don't want to have to pay for my food. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Right. Right. And you know what? Uh, uh, Rita and Doc, and, and all seriousness. Uh, uh, well, Doc, no, Doc, go ahead, because I know you got something to say on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go first. I was just going to say, you know, for years and years and years in the NFL, the cheapest franchise in the league was the Bengals, right? They were the spirit airlines of the NFL franchises for years and years and years. <laughs> But now we're seeing that even as NFL profits have skyrocketed, TV deals and everything else has skyrocketed, we got more and more teams being cheap. That's why I'm saying these players deserve to get every single dime they can because these owners are making money hand over fist and still operating as if they can't make a profit. I, I, mean, I, I, think, I think this is, first of all, props to the NFLPA. I know what J.C. Treader said. He, uh, you got a future in policy, politics, J.C., well said. He said, hey, I don't bring this out to call anybody out to embarrass anybody. Uh, we, we put this out in good faith thinking that, you know, we know some of these owners once they see the conditions will improve. Now, that's what you said, but I think it was brilliant what you did. We need to know this. I love that the NFL NFLPA put out this report. Some of the details are shocking. It's not just the rats in Jacksonville. It's not just paying for their paying for your food uh, in Arizona or paying to get into the facility. How about some of these roommate situations teams that don't have family rooms. I think it yes. was Jacksonville again where moms were changing diapers on the bathroom floor right. oh uh, of the public bathroom. I mean, just like all this stuff. So 
I think this is offensive though. I want to see change from every NFL fan. I don't care what team you root for. Today, this day going forward, don't you dare judge a player for asking for more money. Don't you dare say these guys make enough already because they may make a lot of money. They don't make as much as the guys who are paying them and they're out there risking their lives. Literally, we have new CTE studies uh, every week, every month from Boston University. So they're putting their lives on the line and you can't even handle the basic infrastructure to put a football team together. You can't have a good locker room. You can't have a good family room. You can't have good travel accommodations and nutrition. I mean, these teams, you would think this was a, a league that was about to go bankrupt. It's yeah. shocking. I, I think it's disgusting. Right. It is. It's embarrassing. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be doing. You know, having your players getting the bare minimum in terms of just basic things. You know, basic. Who, who wants to be sharing a space with rodents? I don't think that that's asking for a lot. You know, I, I would go to my union rep and say, "Hey, I'm working somewhere and it's real filthy and it's nasty, and my union rep is going to fight for me." So I'm glad that they put that out also because. Hopefully they can see how embarrassing this is. And and you didn't even mention some of the other franchises who had worse grades across the board too. And that's another thing. It's like, you know, I don't even understand how you've gotten to this point. And I understand that, you know, the assets are not necessarily the same, but to me, that's all excuses. You're making enough money to give your, the guys that work for you, the basics, the basics. I'm not saying that it has to be a club in the locker room. I'm just asking right. for rules to not be with me when I'm trying to get in the shower. I don't think that that's much to ask for. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Look, you got something there's, on that, there's no okay, okay. this, but I think, yeah, yeah the, the, I think the thing though that that the major takeaway we always have to think about is also it's not just. We should never be arguing. I mean, like I said, I'm never upset when players ask for money, but when they ask for accommodations, right? We should get out of their hair. When they say, hey, I want an extra parking space. When, oh, I don't know, Russell Wilson says, I'd like to have an office. You got to recognize the circumstances under which some of these guys are playing in. Okay, we, 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 not every right. locker room is the same. Not every team is flying on the nicest uh, charter jets. They're not necessarily staying at a Motel 6, but it's not unreasonable. And the thing to remember is no matter what the conditions are that these players are expected to practice on, sleep in, work on, and everything else like that, we know the owners ain't living that way. We know it? the right. owners ain't living that way. Now, everybody understands that part. So if the owners wouldn't live that way, if the owners wouldn't come into a locker room that's got rats, if the owners aren't having to pay 25 cents to use the bathroom, if the owners aren't having to buy their own lunches, I'm fairly confident that they should be reasonable enough to understand that their players don't want it either. And when players want special privileges, sometimes it's to counter the bad behavior and the poor circumstances that they're forced to live and work under. And, and I, I, I always say this. We don't treat enough athletes as if they're laborers. They're superstars, but they're also laborers and labor always deserves respect. And I think that that's, that's a great the, point. That's the disconnect. That's the, that's a very good point. It's, that's the disconnect. We view them as superstars because of their salary, because 
us as regular people, we're as the, as laborers, we don't make that much money, so we feel like we can't relate. But in this case, I feel like it is completely relatable. I, they have to go to work, and they, you want them to feel comfortable. If their families are there, why don't you want their families to feel comfortable? If they have to travel, why can't their conditions be just at the minimum clean? You know, so I, I agree with you. That's the biggest disconnect is the money line because. We can all relate to those things, but we think because they make a lot of money, they should be able to just deal with it. And that's ridiculous. I'm going to tell you about one of my biggest surprises. It's not the biggest, but one of the biggest surprises from these report cards. Cause I just kind of bounced around and, and read about, you know, certain teams. Like, I wonder what's going on with them. All right, let me know what's happening here. Just a lot of uh, good takeaways. But before I get there, I'll say like even a team like Buffalo, which did well, the Buffalo Bills, like their players love the training staff. They love the locker room, which really surprised me. Their facility is 50 years old. It's not a new stadium. So they really like their weight room and they like the, all this. Even a team that did well, you know what their complaint was? Their nutritionist works for the Bills and the Sabres, the hockey team. Okay, like once again, like y'all, like why, 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 did, why do NFL teams do this? Y'all, y'all, y'all got it. You got an abundance. You got, you have a surplus of capital. You can hire a full-time nutritionist for the Buffalo Bills and a full-time nutritionist for the sorry Buffalo Sabres. You can do that. You got to be the same person. But, but I'll say, here's my biggest surprise, Rita, and bring it full circle right back to you. I know the Ravens fired their strength coach last month. What I didn't know and what I didn't expect was to see an F minus for the Ravens, an F minus. Didn't even know you could have a minus for an F, but I, you know. I, I didn't know that. I didn't <laughs> know that. And, 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 and trust me, I'm somebody who knows about the low end theory when it, when, when it comes to grades, okay? I don't think I ever, even I, never got an F minus. So do you think, and I'm starting to hear some, like I, I, I started off talking to you about Lamar. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the F minus with the Ravens. I hold the Ravens in such high regard. So this is shocking to me. Maybe not to you because you follow them more closely than I do. Um, and then Rashad Bateman deletes his tweet today when he's going to Eric DaCosta saying, hey, stop capping. Stop letting you know the reason you ain't got wide receivers. You ain't doing the, you ain't doing your job, but he deletes that tweet. What's going on with the Ravens? I'm starting to see uh, some hints and smells of dysfunctionality. I mean, look, sometimes, you know, it got to be broken down to be built back up. I think that the situation with Steve Saunders is two years too late. Um, he should have gotten fired after the COVID debacle because he allegedly was the one that brought the COVID into the locker room in which the, the, the Ravens missed all of those players and they had to delay that Steelers game. Then the following season, they had a record amount of um, injuries um, and, and people on injured reserve. That was an issue as well. <laughs> And then you started hearing Derek Wolf, former Raven uh, and Broncos, so he came out and started talking about the mistreatment he got from the training staff as well. And then um, after that grade went out, some other former players came out and made the comment about Steve Saunders. So, okay, firing him was right, but the timing is wrong. This should have been happened. Clearly, this was an issue uh, inside the organization, and, and you guys waited too late to, to make the change. Although, uh, okay, I'll give you a little bit of credit for finally doing it, but a little bit too late. The Rashard Bateman situation, I think, uh, to me, is just a basically a misunderstanding. He didn't watch the video, I don't think, because he came back and apologized. 
What Eric DaCosta was basically saying, if he holds himself accountable for what the wide receivers were or lack thereof, but I don't think that that was a snipe at Bateman at all. I think he was talking about the rest of the room. And that wasn't a secret around here, guys. They, they, after Rashad Bateman, they had um, James Prochet, Tylen Wallace, Devin DuVernay, and then they went out and got a 35-year-old Deshaun Jackson. The wide receiver room absolutely needs to be upgraded. That's an absolute fact. I don't think that that meant anything about what he was saying about Bateman. I think he was just making a point that I've swung and I've missed in some other situations, and I can do better mm. there. And that's absolutely true. The problem is, is that, you know, when you don't see context in things, sometimes the miscommunication happens and then the bleeding continues. And so he said what he said. And then I think he was told what it really meant. And then he apologized, but we all saw it. I mean, you can delete it, but we saw it. You were upset. Yeah, that's and right. that's understandable. You were upset because with the Steve Saunders situation, um, the segue for that is Rashad Bateman didn't have an injury um, until he came into the National Football League in 2021, was injured both seasons. So to me, that tweet was him being upset about Saunders, him being upset about how Greg Roman used him in that offense. And those are things that I think we can absolutely understand. You haven't been healthy. You weren't really utilized the way that you thought that you would be uh, when you were available and healthy. And so luckily for them, the Ravens have made two decisions in letting both of them go. I just think that they did this a little bit too late. And then now everybody's just kind of, you know, they firing the shots. And then that's just what it is. They're going through it right now. But I hope hopefully I they, can, they can deal with this and, and build it back up because some people do need to be held accountable. Well, listen, right. uh, Rita, we always we always love hanging out with you. Think about what we talked about today. When we talk some football. We talked about going to court with a lawyer and without a lawyer. <laughs> okay, talked about rats. Talked about rats. We talked oh, about Jabba Rats. We can do that another day. <laughs> another day. Another day. I know you got opinions on that. You got to come back and talk about Jabba Rats. Good yeah. to see you, Rita. Always All a right, pleasure. Guys. Talk to you guys soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, you know, I missed playing and 
it's the highest level ball in the world. So you know, I miss being out, being out on the floor and going over strategy and you know, just talking with the guys, the camaraderie, all that stuff. I missed it all. So I'm good. I'm glad I got to get back on the floor today and try to build towards something. I got good intentions and I want to do well out there. So I'm just trying to get comfortable. That is uh, new Phoenix Sun. It's not all that new, but he played his game, uh, his first game last night with the Suns. They won. He played well. He didn't lead the team in scoring. That was Devin Booker, but Kevin Durant is back. Tom Haberstroh is back with us. And uh, Stroh, you saw Durant with the Suns. First, uh, quick take impressions of what you saw. Yeah, man, that clip you just saw, it was in the room, in the media room, the secondary media room, and he says he was getting comfortable, but us in the media, we were not comfortable because we were practically sitting on top of each other, trying to clamor into that room. We were sitting on desks. People were sitting on equipment, standing in weird, awkward places. We had Vinny Goodwill there. We had uh, Brian Winhurst there. We had a ton of national talent. Uh, they're watching this game flying in most most national columnists for a game that I can remember in Charlotte since I mean Cam Newton like I can't remember that much coverage media coverage for a game and it was because KD is that big of a deal I mean KD's debut was as smooth and as impressive as I've seen anyone come from an injury and to a new team I mean forget about being with a new team he was gone for a month and he looked that good He's never played with this team, and he looked that good. So KD looked very comfortable out there. He didn't play his full amount, but Monty Williams made a point before the game that he was going to be on a minutes restriction. And, man, if those three are on the floor healthy, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant, they are going to be as hard of an out in the playoffs as any team. I put them up there with the Golden State Warriors with their big three. If those big three are going at it, man, we're going to have a heck of a series. Wow, I, I, I'm just saying, I'm letting that sink in a little bit, Doc. So, you think Paul Durant and Booker is equivalent to what the what the Warriors have with their three or with their four? I mean, they got they got a lot of guys. I know they're not the standings don't reflect it. You think that that this group is more dangerous than the Warriors, or even forget about the Warriors, more dangerous than Denver? Uh, more dangerous than Memphis teams that are ahead of them in the standings. I think so. I mean, well, when you yeah, look at this, because I've never oh, really sorry, been a believer in Jeff. Denver. Yeah. I, I don't believe in Denver. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Jokic is about to get his third affirmative action MVP, despite the fact that he's never been able to elevate his team what? or even get to a Western Conference Finals. What? And I don't think the Golden State Wait. Warriors, even if oh. Steph comes back and he's not really healthy, hold on, hold on. I don't think hold the Golden on, State no, no, Warriors no, no, is that good a team. So 20 seconds. I, I'll be 20 honest, seconds I think the Suns, the Suns have a pretty clear path at this point. 20. We got to take 20, 20, 20. What's up with this Jokic? What, like, can we talk about the Jokic haters? Why are you hating on Jokic? What's wrong with Jokic? It's not a hater. He's and not it, that impressive. He's not that impressive. Not that impressive. All right, all right. Jason, Jason, Jason. How many All-Stars or All-NBA players or all defensive team members has Jokic played with in his entire career? Just take a wild guess. Zero. Zero. The answer, you're very smart. Zero, right? So this this guy who who is the number one team in the Western Conference with all that talent in the Western Conference, 
He's never had a co-star or a third star, much less a second star, any one of that caliber to be an all-star or an all-NBA player. And yet he's been to the playoffs. He hasn't elevated his team because he hasn't had anybody, a supporting cast on the same level of any of the other MVPs we've seen in NBA history. He hasn't had that guy. So we're putting the expectations on him like he has a superstar talent next to him to win a championship, I think that's unfair. If he had a KD, if he had a Booker, if he had a LeBron, a Luka, someone, another star on his team, okay, then we can put the championship aspirations on him. But I'm sorry, no other MVP in NBA history has ever had a supporting cast as weak as Jokic had. I seem to remember this guy named LeBron James who took four YMCA dudes and is Zudrunas Ivgauskas, who had worse feet than I do after a, a after a tough mutter run and dragged them to the NBA Finals. I'm not saying Jokic isn't a great player. I'm not saying Jokic isn't deserving of some honors. I'm saying that a three-time or soon-to-be three-time MVP should have a more impressive resume of actual wins as opposed to stats and skills. That's my issue with Jokic. I have similar problems with Giannis, quite frankly. I think he's an excellent player. I'm glad that he's an NBA champion. I don't know if he's as dominant as I like my big men to be. That being said, when we talk about the Western Conference, when you have a paper tiger like the Denver Nuggets, and I'm sorry, those Nuggets may be fool's gold if you kind of dust off the top. I think there is a path for the Suns to make it there because once you've got Durant, even if Chris Paul has his semi-annual bad knee, bad leg, misses two or three games in the playoffs, I think Durant and Booker are a good enough compliment that they can float those two or three games that we know Chris Paul is going to miss. So, no, I don't. And frankly, I don't think the records necessarily even matter in the conferences at this particular point when the West is as weak as it is. Wow. Okay. So, like, I think I think you're onto something with the fact that you know Jokic at this point he's been got a lot of stats. He's got a lot of skill, but he hasn't gone that far to the finals yet. I'm just wondering what your expectations are for when your second best player is Jamal Murray, who's never been even close to being an all-star or an all-NBA player, and we're pinning it up against him. I just, I just feel like that's a double standard when you're looking at the other stars in today's NBA. They're, they're teaming up. Kawhi's got Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Uh, LeBron has AD and now D'Angelo Russell. You look at uh, Luka Doncic as, as Kyrie Irving. And, and when you look around that supporting cast for the Denver Nuggets, it's not the same. So he's been to the Western Conference Finals. Let's say he hasn't gone anywhere. And at this point, I, I agree. I would like to see Jokic be on the final stage. But until he gets that second star, I'm not putting it all on him. I'm saying he has been great. He's been do doing his job. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's had all-stars. LeBron James, you mentioned Big Z. He had two all-stars to his name when he went uh, to the NBA Finals. So when you talk about talent, See, Mo Williams in 2009, none of that talent is on Jokic's side. Uh, and Natalie wants me to I, ask look, you real quick, Tom. I, I, I got I got to get this in, uh, Doc, because because uh, uh, Tom upset Natalie by with his dismissal of the Warriors, and she wants to remind you that the yeah, Warriors, yeah. in her opinion, have the best starting five in the NBA. And how have you forgotten that? And only one game behind Phoenix. And Steph Curry's been out. He's coming back next week. So what do you say to that? Nat, Nat's got me there. A uh, little bit of a maybe a recency bias. I went and saw KD yeah. in person last night. Maybe if I saw Steph in person last night, do what he did next to Booker, maybe I would I would lead towards Steph there. But yeah, man, it was something to see last night because you know that that is 
impressive what KD did. And he might be the most plug-and-play superstar in the league. And you don't have to change your offense. You don't have to change your defense. I mean, his biggest play in the opening minutes of the game was a block. He went up and blocked 7-1 uh, Mark Williams there for the Charlotte Hornets. I know he's a rookie, but still, a block is a block. He is so good on both ends of the floor, and he doesn't have to dominate the ball to get his 23. So I was super impressed last night. Huge media, huge expectations, and he did a really great job in his first test. Tom Haberstroh, you always do a great job. Doc Johnson, I know, based on what you said about Giannis, I know we're going to fight. We're not going to fight about that. We're going to fight about something else because I know if you would say that about Giannis, who is supreme, you would probably attack an entertainment option that I took advantage of over the weekend and enjoyed myself immensely, but you're about to just crap on it. I know you are. Yo, affirmative action MVP has me set, man. I, I, that is amazing. Uh, wow. That, that, <laughs> what a line. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ruin my birthday for me. I saw Ant-Man on my birthday. Enjoyed it. And uh, you didn't. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you want to say about it? Look, I'm going to say this. I actually semi-enjoyed Ant-Man. You know I don't like the Ant-Man movies and I don't like the Doctor Strange films. So this was the best of what has generally been a terrible bunch of films. I didn't think the CGI was all as necessary as it should be. I love Kang, but I gotta tell you, the biggest problem that I had with this movie was the main plot point in the middle. How are we supposed to believe that Janet Van Dyne wasn't involved with Kang? I just, I couldn't get past that. I couldn't get past that. Oh, that's that. true. They that's, had to throw yeah, out this true. red herring of Bill Murray. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that part was yeah. real clear. She, yeah. You sitting there yeah. with the sexiest right. man alive, Jonathan oh, Majors. I, I <laughs> and agree. she was like, we you just worked together as friends. They I didn't buy too, that. They, yeah, you know, they worked too hard to make it Bill Murray. Even, uh, even Cassie was like, really? Oh, no, it wasn't Cassie. It wasn't Cassie. It was her daughter saying, for real? Him? She's like, oh, he can be charismatic. Not like Jonathan Majors. He ain't Jonathan Majors. Are you serious? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.